When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Curtis Lewa, Curtis Lewa, Rip and Reed. Check this out. This is the Rip and Reed featuring Curtis Lewa. Talking about now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. This is the Rip and Reed. Padre Filium Spiritum Santum. Yesterday at City Hall, Mayor Eric Adams in his $5,000 brand new customized suit, paid for by Frank Caron, gave him $350,000 before his campaign for favors, for gratuities. Stood before a group of ministers, religious leaders, some that I recognized as poverty pimps. That's right, Lou, poverty pimps. Uh, there was a parade yesterday. Eric Adams was saying that he has a calling. A calling. And increasingly, as I talk to members of the Eric Adams administration, who grew up with me in Canarsie. Yes, all roads lead to Canarsie, the Thomas Jefferson Democratic Club, and 92nd and Conklin. They are becoming more and more disenchanted with Eric Adams, who they say, look, he's like any other politician. He lies, Democrat or Republican, embellishes, tells white lies, fibs, black lies, whatever you want to call it. But he is really thinking that somehow... He has been delivered for this moment with the invasion of illegal aliens to be their protector, to be like their father, their Papa Chulo. Who's your daddy? It's Eric Adams. So once again, in front of these ministers and rabbis and other clerics, some of whom are poverty pimps, others who are naively just following uh, in the footsteps of somebody who thinks he's the Mashiach. The new face of the Democratic Party, a person who in the future will become president of the United States, like so many mayors have thought before. John Lindsay crashed and burned. Michael Mbarici, Trudy Giuliani, crashed and burned. Michael Bloomberg, crashed and burned. Bill de Blasio, what a joke. He still thought he could run for president. And now Eric Adams. And he sees his path towards election victory in the future as getting... The growing number of Latino voters, especially those who will be converted from illegal status, lickety-split, to the point where they will be able to vote first in municipal elections and statewide elections, and then, yes, the federal elections itself. And as you had assembled all these religious leaders, all of whom had supported him uh, in this uh, last election cycle where I lost to him, he had to remind them again that religion guides him, not the law, not the secular law, but his religious conviction. Well, tell me about no separation of church and state. 
State is the body. Church is the heart. You take the heart out of the body, the body dies. I can't separate my belief because I'm an elected official. When I walk, I walk with God. When I talk, I talk with God. When I put policies in place, I put them in with a God-like approach to them. So you see, like, bringing in all these illegal aliens that we have to pay for, he's been commanded to do this by God. In fact, he once again reiterated what he has said ever since his inauguration that has led many of you to wonder if he has lost control of his mental faculties thinking that he has been divine, he has been guided by the divine one to protect these illegal aliens. I would not be the mayor of the city of New York if it wasn't that God saw something in me. I am the most imperfect, most perfectly imperfect human being. I am here, not because I'm the smartest, not because I'm the brightest. I'm here because in all my heart, I believe that it's the Esther 4 and 14th moment. God made me for such a time like this. God made him for this time to lead the illegal aliens into our house, into our state. No matter what the cost. He's on a mission. He's on a mission. And then yesterday at his press conference, surrounded by many ministers, clerics, rabbis, imams, some of whom I recognized immediately as poverty pimps. This is what he said about his new plan to house the illegal aliens that he has welcomed in in houses of worship. I just really believe the record has not been accurately reported on what this administration and under her leadership, what it has accomplished. We supported over 72,000 asylum seekers, opened over 160 sites for asylum seekers to rest their heads and receive services and help people in need get health care, education, legal aid, and so much more. We're doing our job here in the city. And if you're a citizen... And you live in the city and pay taxes in the city. We're paying the bill. We're paying the freight. It's our tax dollars. And as a citizen, we're getting ugats. We're getting bupkis. We're getting less and less. If you're an illegal alien, you're getting everything. Uh, And remember, what is Eric Adams always been guided by? It's in God we trust on our American currency. Show me the money. Show me the money. That's what it's all about. Now, I noticed missing in action yesterday, or maybe he was hiding. If I was him, I would hide. Rabbi Joe Potasnik, as you know, vice president of the New York Board of Rabbis, is in charge of the congregation of Mount Sinai in Brooklyn Heights. I have been there once or twice. Since 1982, he has been... Uh, the voice of talk radio here, first with religion on the line, and then the Reverend the Rabbi. Nonstop, the longest talk show here in the history of talk at WABC. I want to ask a question as Rabbi Joe Potasnik, who has his lips hermetically sealed to the talkus of Eric Adams, has he uh, taken in any illegal aliens to the congregation of Mount Sinai? Probably not. 
Have the members of the New York Board of Rabbis, of which there are many, those who profess to be rabbis and those who claim they're rabbis, and I always say, hey, where did you get your theological degree? Mind your own business, you're a Gentile. Uh, how many illegal aliens are they taking in? And, Lou, I asked the question, how come we never talk about Ukrainians? Ukrainians who are legitimate war refugees, who legitimately are seeking asylum. Most of them are Orthodox Christians, and a large minority are Jews. We never hear about them. Huh, Rabbi Joe, huh? Hmm. And then, of course, there's his partner, the Reverend A.R. Bernard, with his Christian Cultural Center. In the shadow of Starrett City, not far from where I grew up in Canarsie, He's on the corner of Linden Boulevard and Pennsylvania Avenue, 12 acres. 5,000 members who attend his services in a mega church, which is about half the size of Madison Square Garden. It used to be where the junkyards and the chop shops of the Lucchese crime family and Gambino crime family were, and uh, bodies galore were buried underneath. Absolutely. And I'm wondering, with that magnificent mega church, how many illegal aliens is A.R. Bernard taking in? Probably none. I didn't see him there prominently on display. I didn't see the Reverend the Rabbi, most recently, who gave a softball interview to Mayor Eric Adams, as they always had, at the Sheen Center downtown, along with the uh, Kumbarichich uh <laughs> Congressman Peter King who ran up to the stage to protect Eric Adams from a crowd that was booing him when uh, Peter King thought that it was uh, it was the leader of the uh, IRA and not <laughs> Eric Adams. <laughs> anyway, this is too much. All during the campaign, never once in the House, the Curtis Lee with WABC always broadcasting Curtis. Did the Reverend the Rabbi interview me? They had him on almost every other Sunday. Chilling for shamolis. Looking for influence with Eric Adams, who is delusional, who is out of his mind, who thinks that divinely he has been guided by God himself, whether it is J.C., Hashem, Allah, Buddha, whatever, to bring these illegal aliens in. And they won't stop him. They won't stop him. They keep patronizing him. What about Al Slim Shady Sharpton? Right, Al Slim Shady Sharpton, Eric Adams' mentor. He's got that storefront uh, National Action Network location on 145th in Harlem before you take the bridge over to Yankee Stadium over the Harlem River. Is he housing any of the illegal aliens? Of course not. Do as I say, but not as I do. I guess that's the rule. And remember, during the 12 years of Michael Bloomberg, in order to prevent there from being no justice, no peace marches each and every day like there was during the mayoralty of uh, Michael Mbarichich, Rudy Giuliani, who would not sit down without Slim Shady Sharpton, who would not defer to him. There was an envelope once a month, $10,000, that enabled our Slim Shady Sharpton to live in the Carlisle Hotel. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bloomberg bought the piece. That was nothing. That was chump change for him. But, you know, this is how it goes. Everybody else, they have to do the heavy lifting. But all these so-called religious leaders, what are they doing? 
What are they doing? Nothing. Look at Cardinal Dolan, who's the head of Catholic Charities. They're having a banquet this week. They are the ones enabling the illegal aliens. They are receiving the federal funds from the Biden administration. They are down at the border. They are steering the illegals to New York City on the bus. And they are making massive amounts of money because, let's face it, Cardinal Dolan, he can see the handwriting on the wall. So few Catholics who speak English are going to church. Less and less uh, they are devoted to the principles of the Roman Catholic Church. He understands what happened in Los Angeles years ago when the cardinal there at the cathedral declared Los Angeles a sanctuary city because he knew it was mostly Catholics who would seek sanctuary. And now look at Los Angeles. It's a third world city. Yeah, a lot more Catholics. And they're packing the pews for the Spanish language masses. But look at what has happened to Los Angeles, the city of angels, and to our country. And so Cardinal Dolan encourages illegal aliens to come, knowing most are Catholic, so that they can be there for the Spanish language masses. And he can say, you see, we're packing them in. English-speaking masses, you can roll a Brunswick bowling ball through and not even hit anybody. You see, it's all about the survival of the Roman Catholic Church and to hell to the rest of us who have to pay for this with our federal tax dollars through the largest NGO bringing illegal aliens in, Catholic charities. Put them in the rectory right on Madison Avenue across from the old Helmsley Palace. Hey, Cardinal Dolan, accept your fair share, you fake, phony, fraudulent, fagaces, ministers, rabbis, imams, and men and women of faith. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at BeatTheStigma.org. This is the Riffin Read featuring Curtis Lewa. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. house is a very, very, very fine house with two cats in the yard. Life used to be so hard. Now everything is easy because of you. Who would have thought that years from when this song was made by Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young, that we would have a mayor, Eric Adams, so delusional, he stands in front of a podium with a $5,000 customized suit. Each day, a new customized suit paid for by his Medici, Frank Caron, gave him $350,000 in cash. Before the campaign to go out and get a nice wardrobe. Oh boy, it did not. And all of a sudden, after appearing with the Holy Rollers and telling them that he'll pay them $125 per illegal alien to house them in their place of worship. Okay, I got that. Maybe it's something they may want to contemplate. 
but not necessarily feel like they're obligated to do it. But then this is when he went off the tracks, crazy train. And truly, I believe that this mayor is losing control of his mental faculties. Not only yesterday were they rolling out vending machines aimed at drug users, in which you can get your crack pipe, Lou, get your crack pipe, your lip balm, you know, when you burn your lips, beaming yourself up to Scotty, you know, smoking those rocks of uh, crack cocaine, and carrying around your Narcon, you know, in case you OD, somebody can go in your pocket and resuscitate you, or you can see many of the junkies around. This is crazy. This is crazy train stuff. Ladies and gentlemen, this man has lost his mind. You elected him, now you got to suffer. He's out of control, and his handlers and his Medici's had better reel him in because he is destroying the city. This illegal alien invasion that he is encouraging each and every day by giving them more and more free stuff and more and more places he's housing them. And as they watch it on Telemundo and Univision all over the Spanish-speaking world, and by the way, you never see him appealing to the Ukrainian war refugees, true asylum seekers, never a mention of them. Oh, no. No money to be made there. But this man is totally delusional. Yesterday, he actually said to everybody who has a co-op, a condo, a house, I guess a garage, a basement apartment, although that's illegal, that if you want to make yourself some money, $65 an illegal alien a day. Hey, come on, bring him into your house. It is my vision uh, to take the next step to this Go to the faith-based uh, locales and then move to uh, private residents. Uh, there are residents who are suffering right now because of economic challenges. They have spare rooms. Uh, they have locales. And if we can find a way to get over the 30-day rule and other rules that government has in, in its place, we can take that $4.2 billion, $4.3 it may be now, that we potentially have to spend, and we can put it back in the pockets of everyday New Yorkers. Wow. You heard that, Lou? If they can get over the 30-day rule. Do you know what the 30-day rule is, Lou? Noam Layden, our news director, James Flippin, uh, our news guy. Do you know what the 30-day rule is? Please play that again. Please. I want to explain what the 30-day rule is, which he would not explain, which is going to mean... If you have an illegal alien in your co-op, your condo, your apartment, your house, your garage, your basement, they become a resident. They have legal status. You can't evict them. You got to go to tenant landlord court. He can't overcome that. He's creating, he's saddling all of you who are stupid enough to go for this with a problem that after 30 days, you won't be able to get rid of them. It is my vision. Uh, to take the next step to this, to go to the faith-based uh, locales, and then move to uh, private residents. Uh, there are residents who are suffering right now because of economic challenges. They have spare rooms. Uh, they have locales. And if we can find a way to get over the 30-day rule and other rules that government has in, in its place, we can take that $4.2 billion, $4.3 it may be now, that we potentially have to spend, and we can put it back in the pockets of everyday New Yorkers. How about do as I say and as I do? 
Lou, as you know, I offered to do rat mitigation in front of the building that Eric Adams owns, the townhouse, at 936 Lafayette Avenue in Bed-Stuy, Brownsville. Excuse me, Bed-Stuy, Brooklyn. It is, uh, it's got rats in the basement apartment where he claimed he lived at 936. He never did. Apartment 22H in Fort Lee is where he resided. But right now, if you go to 90... 936 Lafayette Avenue in Bed-Stuy, you will see that the basement apartment is empty and that the top floor is empty. Now, floors one and two are occupied by his extended family members. Now, how do I know? Because I've had Batman and Robin on that street, two feral cats who were actually doing the job of trying to get rid of the enormous number of rats that Eric Adams is incapable of doing, and yet he claims he's going to get rid of rats all over the city. So, you would think he would offer up the two empty apartments that he has at 936 Lafayette Avenue. I know there are reporters listening right now. Show some chutzpah, some coulions. Show your webos and actually ask him that question, right? Do as I say and as I do. Number two, there's Gracie Mansion, a huge, huge place to house illegal aliens. Mayor Eric Adams is almost never there. He's almost never there. Everybody knows, Politico has reported on this, that when he uh, leaves the Club Zero Bond at night, downtown Manhattan, usually about 2.30, he rolls over to the U.N. Plaza, the 94 skyscraper condo building uh, called Trump World Tower, right across the street from the U.N. And he goes into the condo that's occupied by the Petrosian brothers, two convicted felons. And he's had to acknowledge that. What the hell is he doing in that apartment? How come he's never staying at Gracie Mansion? Well, if Gracie Mansion is empty, let's house them there. Do as I say and as I do. And yet, you don't ever hear that from Eric Adams. No, 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 no. Continue on. Continue on here, Lou, please. Yes, we would uh, subsidize. It is cheaper for us to have... First of all, it's cheaper and it's a good investment for us to go to a uh, a family and assist them instead of placing people in large congregate settings or in these emergency hotels. And then if you are a family member where you are bilingual, you're going to be able to help the bilingual person that's coming here. Uh, we're receiving, I saw at the Roosevelt Hotel, we're receiving uh, some of our Haitian refugees and asylum seekers. If you um, speak Creole, you can help that family. The closer we bring the asylum seekers and the migrants to everyday New Yorkers, the easier it will be for them to transition into uh, society. Notice he says asylum seekers again. Recent report out of 70,000 asylum seekers. He calls them that. I call them illegal aliens. Only three dozen have filled out the paperwork seeking asylum. It's a scam. It's a scam, ladies and gentlemen. He mentions Haitians, Creole. Obviously, the majority speak Spanish. He never mentions the Ukrainians, who truly are war refugees, who truly could claim to be asylum seekers. Why is it he never mentions Ukrainians? In fact, I've put out the call on the most powerful radio station in the nation. Where are all the Ukrainian refugees? Who are seeking asylum? We know they're housed in Poland. We know they're housed in Hungary. We know they're housed in other countries. You know that some of them want to come here. How come he never mentions them? Never, never, never. And then, of course, 
There is his guiding principle, as it's always been since he was first sworn in as a state senator of Bed-Stuy and Crown Heights back in 2000. From the well of the state senate in Albany on a day that all the brand new uh, state senators and those that were returning to office were being sworn in in front of family and friends, lobbyists, always there to wind down and pocket line them, Democrats and Republicans and the media. This has been his calling card. Show me the money. Show me the money. That's what it's all about. So Curtis shouldn't call it a scandal. He shouldn't call it a ripoff. He shouldn't say there's a parade of the poverty pimps who have their beaks in the trough, friends of Eric Adams, friends of Kathy Crime Wave Holcomb in kickback scandals galore. But this is what Eric said. In his true spiritual state as our Mashiach, as a man who was sent here by God at our time of need. Uh, we are at this phase in life where either you're going to believe or you're not going to believe. So if you want to stay in the universe, you be in the control of the universe of, well, I just don't believe it. The reason I don't believe he believe it, because I have yet to see him stay in a herc. I have yet to see him go among this. And I don't Has he been to Washington? That's Tom DiNapoli, the state controller who I spoke with at length at the Support the Israel Day Parade on Sunday. He listens to WABC, and especially to my programs uh, on the weekends, the other side of midnight. And I said, you mean this $36 billion, excuse me, million dollars less of sales tax from last month? He said yes. I said, come on, Tom, we're in dire fiscal straits. We may be on the cusp of going bankrupt, as we were in the late 70s, when A. Beam left office in disgrace, and the incoming mayor, Ed Koch, had a deal with the financial control board, Felix Roatan, who uh, represented the bankers, and Victor Gottbaum, who represented uh, the unions. The unions put up their pension monies, the bankers put up their money, and they had Koch on a restricted fiscal budget because politicians, Republicans and Democrats, don't know how to contain themselves. They spend the money because it's not their money. And this this mayor, Eric Adams, is thinking that he is the Mashiach. He has been divinely sent, and he's spending all of our city dollars, and he's driving us right into fiscal hell. And his guiding light again? I can't say it enough. When you talk to Eric Adams, he tells all of his donors the following. Show me the money. Show me the money. That's what it's all about. So now with this announcement that he wants you homeowners, those of you with condos, co-ops, basements, even though it's illegal, he'll overlook it, a garage, wherever you can put them, do so. I say, let's uh, set the example. Not just you, Eric Adams, but your former chief of staff, who now is the big-time lobbyist in the city, Frank Caron, who's getting wine-dined in pocket line for all kinds of city contracts, including those to house the illegal aliens. He's got his Oak Tree Solutions Company. On June 16, he's hosting a fundraiser for the re-election of Eric Adams, even though This city is a mess, and it's falling back into the abyss. It's called New York, New York, and you got to bundle your donations if uh, you want to lease 
if you want uh, property to be leased by the city for these illegal aliens. That's the quid pro quo. You scratch my belly, I scratch yours. Let's start with Frank Caron. He just purchased a $2.2 million co-op at 45 Sutton Place. He's got a home right there with a deck in the back, right on the water at Mill Basin. Millions of dollars, right next to the old garish uh, mansion of Anthony Gaspipe Queso. Oh, God, you can see that from across the paddock. Let him set the example. Let Eric Adams set the example. Let Sid Rosenberg's very dear friend, Anthony Caron, brother of the crooked Frank Caron, let him set the example. He lives almost right next door to where Sid will be going in just another week after his pipes burst out there in the Rockaways, right? Let them say, let them house the illegal aliens. But let me be very direct to all of you out there. I know the guys who contributed to Eric Adams' election. Hey, that was your right to contribute to him and not to me. But this man is now out of control. He is single-handedly going to destroy this city with this illegal alien invasion. And what will be, when all is said and done, $5 billion, $6 billion of New York City tax dollars that we don't have. Let me be very specific, Lou. And I'm going to have to tell this to Sid Rosenberg in the morning. He's going to be very upset. Guys, I know that many of you are men of wealth. You are whales. You can bankroll anything, and you have. But I also know that you have kept women and gumadas that you pay for, and you have them in condos. You have them in apartments. You have them in, uh, in rented space in hotels. I would suggest if you don't call Eric Adams and tell him to stop this insanity, where he thinks he's the Mashiach and he's divinely guided to continue to bring in these illegal aliens and now wants to house them in people's private homes and apartments. If you don't call and tell him to stop, then I'm going to have to expose who you are and the additional apartments you have to house your kept women and gumadas. Right? I'm going to have to out you for the good of our city. So I'm going to call you all individually. You know who you are, and you know me for the years. You didn't support me. That's okay. That's your choice. But you are the Medici's to this man who thinks one day he's going to be president of the United States because you're going to bankroll him. Either you stop Eric Adams now with this nonsense, or I'm going to have to out you, right? Think of it. The gumadas you have on the side that you house, the kept women that you house in apartments that you pay for, those apartments should be used for the illegal aliens. Unless you call City Hall and tell Eric, Eric, please, Sliwa knows everything. He knows where everyone's bones are buried. He's going to help me. It'll destroy my life. I will destroy your life if it will save our city. Got that? And I don't care about retribution and revenge and blood feuds. I've had it before. I'll do it again. We have to save our city from this madman who thinks he is divinely driven to continue to bring in these illegal aliens at our, the sucker taxpayers' expense. Talking about- this is the Riffin' Read featuring Curtis Lewa. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. Spider-Man, Spider-Man does whatever a spider can. Spins a web any size. Can't you see? Just like guys, look out. Here comes the Spider-Man. 
Uh, the theme of Spider-Man, so appropriate to the conversation that Sid Rosenberg had on uh, yesterday with Michael Harrison of the Talkers magazine, when he referred to uh, when we first had a sit-down and we met so long ago. The guys that you have on that station now, I get a big kick out of Curtis Lewa. Yeah, he's I great. Think he's a gem. I think yeah. I, I, you know, I once had lunch with him, and you know, he had the the satin jacket, the red beret. People are coming up. Hey, Curtis. Hey, Curtis. I felt that I was having lunch with Spider Man. <laughs> yeah, I, I said, my God, Curtis, this is like being in in a Spider Man movie. You're a real life Spider Man. And as I told Michael Harrison, I was living at uh, in Forest Hills at the time, Ingram and Yellowstone Boulevard, which is where the uh, Spider-Man uh, whole uh, story emerged. Spider-Man in real life was living in Forest Hills, and I had to confront Spider-Man, and he left while I stayed. And then, of course, there was the Mameluke, Frank Morano, uh, maybe... I couldn't understand this pretentious, uh, obstinate, uh, omnipotent. Listen to the promo they've done of Frank Morano. They're running a strange program, y'all. It's a long way till dawn without Frank Morano and the other side of midnight. A private person to make an arrest. It is something that is rarely used. I think Curtis Lee with his guardian angels, they've made a lot of citizens arrest. But now there seems to be a lot of momentum to make these citizens arrest a thing of the past. Who needs sleep when you've got Frank Morano and the other side of midnight all night long on 77 WABC? And I was right next door in the newsroom when Frank said that in the one o'clock start to his show. And I'm like waving at him like I'm on the deck of a aircraft carrier waving the flags. Frank, I'm here. America's uh, the world's number one vigilante. They've done a documentary army called Vigilante. I've lectured about citizens arrests. I've made dozens of them completely oblivious because he just wanted to talk and talk and talk.